polar bear. So I told him, my, my heat comes on at 50, well, let's see, my heat comes on at 58 degrees. And, uh, yeah, Eskimo. So, you know, my house stays about 60-something degrees with, with AC turned off. So I'm like, hallelujah, Jesus. So, hey, it's good to see everybody here today. I got a couple of quick announcements I want to go over with you. And uh, then we're going to get into some, some worship. I'm going to go ahead and do this announcement real quick since I'm here because we're going to only break later for something else. Um, we've got our, our, we've been putting together some teams. Where Tammy at? She hiding. Where Tammy? Tammy, Tammy. Tammy has agreed that y'all, wait, y'all look at Tammy back there, say hello, Tammy. She's going to start taking care of our decorations. And of course, we have other people that will as well, but she's going to be the person I go to. So if you want to help on any of the decorations, see her and tell her you want to be a part of her team, right? Uh, and Wednesday after service, we're going to pull our Christmas down and swap it over real fast. But uh, see her if you want to be a part of the decorations team. And uh, so she's going to head all that up. But thank you, Tammy, for serving in that position. And so hopefully every week I can announce some different areas that people are going to start serving. We're trying to get somebody you can go to other than the same person all the time. Uh, So we're going to do that. Amen. So just wanted to do that quick announcement there for you so you can start thinking about it. Anybody want to do some worship today? Okay. Well, my voice is still getting back together, so I'm not going to sing a lot. I'm trying to save it so when I preach, they're looking at me like you're going to sing. You know better. So. Hey, you may want to hit that save button on your iPad so you can swap. So let's end up this morning, and we're going to get ready to do some uh, worship. So, Father, we thank you that we get to be in your house, and we get to be together today, Lord. Regardless of what's going on in the world, today is your day. And today we come together to magnify the name of Jesus. We come to give you glory and honor and all the praise. Lord, have your way in this place today. Have your way and move amongst us, Holy Spirit. Lord, we rebuke any hindrance that would try to stop us right now in the name of Jesus Christ. If you agree with that, say amen this morning. Come on, let's do a worship song. Can we do that?
give him praise this morning. Hallelujah. Listen, you can be seated for just a minute. We're going to go over a couple quick things. Hallelujah. He is our champion. Amen. Amen. Listen, our weekly memory verse, Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing. I could just stop right there, really. But we would all struggle. <laughs> but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let our requests be known to God. So what requests are we bringing to God, the things we're anxious of? The things we're anxious of, especially, but all things. So you know what? During the, these crazy times we got going in our world, don't be anxious about them, but be prayerful about them. Constantly bringing those things to the Lord. Amen? And I put this other thing on the, uh, on, on the bulletin. It says, change occurs only when we begin to refuse excuses and take full responsibility. Change. And ownership instead of blaming others. Playing the victim and pointing the finger is a sure way to repel results from your life. It's a pastor friend of mine, Jason Tanskley. Change occurs only when we begin to refuse excuses and take full responsibility and ownership instead of blaming others. I think the world needs to hear that right now. Amen. There's things that need to be changed, but you know what? It needs to start with me. I can't change anybody else, and I definitely can't help anybody else when I'm falling apart myself. But a lot of times we try to focus on everybody else. We're trying to help everybody else, and we fall falling apart. You know what? Let's, let's go to the Lord and, and deal with us. Let, let the Lord put us down there on the threshing floor so he can beat out those things that need to go. Amen? Get rid of all that stuff and, and get it out. So we need, to, we need to start dealing with the things in our own life. Amen? And then we can focus on helping the world. Amen? So, listen, that's all the announcements I'm going to go over for right now. Uh, I, I mentioned earlier we're going to Wednesday night. We're going to take down the... Uh, uh, the, the decorations, and Tammy is going to take care of heading up our decoration group there. We don't have committees around here, so it's just a group, uh, whatever else you want to call it other than committee. I don't like committees. Um, committees are terrible. So we're going to do that. Uh, I think we got our guys back there that are uh, going to do our offering. But, uh, <coughs> excuse me, trying to get my voice going here. So, but, uh, yeah. So, listen, so I just want to say thank you for everybody that's continued to give. Amen. Thank you for being faithful to what God has instructed you to do. And you know what? We've got to challenge ourselves. We've got to ask him, Lord, what would you have me to give? The, the word is full of things that teach us that, you know, giving out of our lack or giving with a purpose and giving because God has instructed us to give. There, there's so many different areas. But the key to me is always I make my living on my giving. I make my living on my giving. Because according to Malachi, if I'm not tithing, I'm, I'm living under, under a curse. And, and if you don't believe in living under curses, you know what? Maybe you don't. Okay. The problem is, is that you're not living under the blessing. I, yeah. You see, so we, we give because God has instructed us to, and we give because we're able. So today as we give, I want you to tell them, Lord, I, I thank you, Lord, that I'm able to give. Take your wallet out, Lord. I'm able to give. Thank you that I can give today. And you know what? Allow the Lord to bless you. Allow the Lord to speak to your heart about what it is he would have you to give. I've always done that in our lives. Lord, what would you have us to give? What would you have us to sow into? Amen. So let's continue to be faithful for that. But listen, if you're online, you can give at newlifeag.church. You can go to the website. If you're online, there's generally a link there as well. People in here, we can go to newlifeag.church, or you can just put new life on your check, and we like cash too. Amen. Cash still does work. They haven't outlawed it yet. What are we going to do when they outlaw cash and we can't give a dollar to our kids? You just going to give me your visa? 
I don't know. Anyways, that's a, just that's a squirrel thought just for you. So, so you know, there's many ways to give, and we've got our, our young men back there that are going to come around in, uh, in just a moment, but we're going to pray, and they're going to come around and pass the, bu- the buckets for you, amen? So, Father, we, again, we thank you that you're in this place, and we thank you that we're, we're able to meet with you today. But, Lord, we want to stop what we're doing, and we want to be faithful to your word, and we want to be obedient to what you've instructed us. So today we bring the tithes to the storehouse, and we bring an offering, God, and we pray that you would receive these gifts today. Multiply them in our lives. Multiply them here in the church and use them around the world to reach the hungry. Use them around the world to reach the lost and the hurting. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. If you agree with that, say amen this morning with me. Amen. Well, the guys are going to go ahead and run around real quick. So come on, guys. Y'all move faster than that when y'all go to McDonald's. <laughs> so if you have an offering, you can go ahead and drop it in there. If not, the buckets will be out there at the end of service also. Uh, we can do that. So, hey, has anybody paid attention to the weather? It's supposed to get cold tonight, so y'all be careful on the roads in the morning when y'all when y'all leave. So, make sure you're uh, you're you're paying attention and uh, not getting all crazy and running behind. Because you know what happens when you run behind? You drive faster than you're supposed to, and if it's icy, it's going to be bad. So, but anyways, hallelujah. Where's our boys at? There they are. Jesus. Hey, listen, while, while we've got a moment to pray for, uh, is it pronounced Richie Baptist Church up there around DeVille? They, they had a fire yesterday and their sanctuary burned down. Uh, but you know what? They're, they've still got two rooms that they're able to meet in, so they're having church today. I went and met with the pastor yesterday. But we know what it's like to go through some uh, construction. Y'all pray for them. <laughs> pray for the pastor because that's, that's you know, that's a stressful environment to be in as a, as a pastor. Uh, so pray for them. Pray that... Uh, all of their needs will be met. Pray the insurance company will will take care of them. Because I know of a church that's still suing an insurance company after a hurricane and they're still fighting because the insurance company won't won't release the funds properly. And so let's be praying for, for Richie Baptist Church, Richie A, which however it's pronounced here. Uh, my nickname was Richie, so that's why it struggled for me. I don't you know, I don't know how to pronounce it. So but anyways, let's stand up and we're gonna we're gonna do some more worship this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. I've tried so hard to see it. Took me so long to believe it. That you choose someone like me to carry your victory. Perfection could never. Say I am. 
on, declare it over your life. Defeated 
Can I can I tell you my favorite part of that whole song? You are my champion, giants fall when you stand. Come on. I, I just I get this mental picture every time I sing that part. Kind of almost reminds me of maybe being a child, you know, just just a little child, and all of a sudden somebody's coming up and they're messing around, and Daddy just gets up out the chair like, "Whoa!" But he don't even have to say "Whoa." He gets up. It, it, can you imagine? <laughs> he stands up out of the throne. He just stands up right there. What the devil does? <laughs> you are my champion. Giants fall when you stand undefeated. Every battle you've won. <laughs> that should give you confidence. That should give you confidence. Confidence, amen. Hallelujah. Jesus.
give him praise. Turn and give somebody a spiritual high five this morning. Tell him he is worthy of it all. Come on. He is worthy of it all. Jesus. Hallelujah. Where's our children at? They're going to go ahead and start heading to the back this morning. You know, that's an amazing song, but you know, it's one of those songs. There's no ending. There's no way to stop. <laughs> it's one of those. There's no way to ever stop singing that song. So you just have to kind of try to figure it out. So, hallelujah. Whew. I guess I need to turn the fence off, huh? Uh, just circulating air in here, really. Is God good? Y'all say that, but do you believe it? <laughs> you say that, but do you believe it? That's, we should. We, we train ourselves to have, uh, what, what's the term, responses, which are good. The question is, do we really believe some of the responses that we, we have trained ourselves to have? So... listening just trying to listen a little bit this morning if I can that can get some water can, can I just share some things with you this morning can I can I preach I know sometimes it's you know when we get into a teaching mode we do a whole bunch of scriptures not can I can I do a little preaching this morning though I feel like I got a little preach on me this morning of course it's been that way for a while now Grab your Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 2, verse 49. We're, we're going to jump in those in a minute, uh, Micah, but uh, I'll tell you when. Luke 2, 49. You know, we all know, unless you've had your head buried in the sand like the guy on that, or, or like Emu or whatever that commercial is, uh, the, the world has fallen apart around us. The world is going nuts. They drank way too much Kool-Aid. Uh, I like Kool-Aid growing up, so I don't know what the problem is. But I, I believe now more than ever, we have to be hyper-focused. Hyper-focused. You know what that word means? That means super, super, super focused. Originally, I put the word... We need to be diligent and focused, but I, I believe hyper-focused is a better word. I've listened to people over the last year tell me as a pastor what I should be focused on. 
what I should be addressing, what I should be doing. But you know what? Today I want to talk a little bit, a bit, a little bit. If I can get my words to go, blah. I want to talk a little bit about what I believe the focus should be, and to tell you what my focus has been, and to tell you what our focus is going to be going forward. Micah, stick that Luke two forty nine up there for me. And he said unto them, How is it that you sought me? Was you not that I must be about my father's business? This is Jesus when he was at the temple at like 12 years old. He knew something a lot of us still don't know. Why are you looking for me? What do you think I'd be doing? A lot of the translations actually put this as, don't you know I'd be in my father's house? I, I really don't believe that's the proper train, uh, con conversion of it, uh, translation of it. Because if all Jesus did was, don't you know I should be in my father's house all the time, he would have never went and did anything. And, and I believe it's a better translation. Again, this is my opinion. I'm no scholar, so take this and uh, two cents if I had them and go try to get a coffee. I got some cough drop paper. But I believe that Jesus was always about his father's business. And a lot of it happened in his father's house. But he was always about his father's business. And, and today I want to talk about our DNA. And I want to I wanna just start breaking it down and looking at it. Our DNA. What is DNA? Dirobal nucleic. I don't remember the first one. It's very long. Direct. Yeah, that's that one. Yeah. Not our blood type. Not our blood type. It's who we are. It makes up who we are. And I want to talk about our DNA a little bit more as believers. Everything I'm telling you today is as a believer in Christ. Some of it is going to have specifically due with the church and this church. But most of what I want to talk to you about today is who you should be. Think about it. The, the blood of Jesus has washed over you and cleansed you and forgiven you. And his DNA is, should be mingling with yours. His nature should be mingling with yours. But we've got to focus hyper-focus on what we should be doing and who we should be. You know, the, uh, I've got a slide up there, our vision statement here at the church. To reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus Christ. Is there any greater mission or vision in the world? But is everything we do wrapped up in that? It should be. It should be. Now, I'm going to get there in a minute. I'm just trying to, i got to bring you a couple things. If our mission, vision, purpose, commission, all of those other things is to reach people with a life-giving message of Jesus Christ, hopefully you wore your steel toes today. Why is it that sometimes we care more about programs in the church that can help me than what I can do to bring the life-giving message to others? Why is it that some of us sit in church for 30, 40, 50 years and never feel that we are ready to share the gospel with anybody? Why? Because I don't believe we truly understand the purpose of who we are. And, that, and that's really what I'm trying to get you to understand today. We focus on things that are temporary more than we focus on the eternal we focus on what can help me now. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and it reminded me of something my pastor told me. 
Pastor Flippo always told me. He said, Rich, if you're feeling down today like the world is going to destroy you, go find somebody and tell them about how good Jesus is because you can't talk about the goodness of Jesus and feel all busted and disgusted. You cannot do it unless you're lying about it. You can't do it. You can't do it. To reach people with a life-giving message of Jesus Christ that they might become fully devoted followers. And when we do that, then we have to equip them. Ephesians teaches us we need to equip them to do the work of the ministry, not to fill up a church. And I think in the year 2020, we've seen a lot of that. We've had some really massive churches that were full, but they were never preparing the saints to do the work of the ministry. They were never teaching the, the sheep how to eat. If they don't know how to eat, how will they survive? We watched that this year. Guys, we've got to really get focused on what the purpose is going forward. Because here's the thing. The Bible says it's not going to get any easier. It's not. That lady right there, her chains have been broken. And that's what the world is waiting on us to do, to break the chains. So I believe that what we need to do is, is we need to look at the life of Jesus for just a few minutes today, if we can do that, and see who Jesus was. And we're going to use the mirror of Jesus to see how well we're doing. Can we do that? One of the things of the Word of God is, is it reveals to us who we are. Really, it shows us our imperfections. Right? It shows us our weaknesses. It shows us all of those things. It also shows us how good we're doing sometimes. So today, I want us to use the Word, and I want us to look through just a little bit. And I promise I'm, I'm going to bring this together for you here in a few minutes. What does the Bible say Jesus did? Just, just in a simple nutshell, if, if you were going to sum up everything Jesus did, what would it say? But, yeah, he did. He saved the world. But the Bible actually says Jesus went around doing good. What did Jesus do? He went around doing good. Went around doing good. Can we be focused on world events and go around and do good? Not generally. Because then we become so focused on what else is going on in the world that we lose our spiritual focus. And I've been telling that to pastors here lately a lot of time. I've been posting that to them and texting that to them that, that we have become so divided right now in the house of God across the world because we have become so focused on what the world is doing and what side we're on. God never called you to be on a side other than his. We need to get super focused again on who Jesus did. did. Did Jesus get caught up in the religious things of the day or the political things of the day? Jesus, what taxes should we pay or who should we give? Hey, give unto Caesar what's Caesar's. I'm done with that. You see, we need to focus. Jesus went around doing good. Listen to this. He wasn't afraid to touch the untouchable. He wasn't afraid to touch the untouchable. And we're hiding, scared to death of a virus. I wear my mask. I wash my hands. I do all of those things. But when I let the fear of a virus keep me away from sharing the gospel with somebody I've already lost, I can't be that way. And the church has got to wake up and stop being that way because it is us. God left you and me here to reach this world. He wasn't afraid to speak against the religious leaders or the crowds, and he wasn't afraid to go against status quo. There's so many churches that want to be just like everybody else. I don't want to be like anybody but Jesus. 
I want to be like Jesus. That's my only goal in life. Should our church look like everybody else's church? I hope not because some of them are boring. And I don't preach like those guys. Dave would have to preach because I don't preach like them. I don't, you know. Chip would have to preach because I don't preach like them. And I, all right, I'm going to stop because I'm going to get you all. He wasn't afraid. But what did he do? Now we're going to start getting into some of this. He did many miracles. When's the last miracle you did? Okay, I'm going to move on. He did many great works. Well, at least we can talk about great works. When's the last great work he did? He was the greatest teacher. He taught by parables and scriptures. and He taught by many different things. I'm going to show you a, a verse up there or a, a screen up there. What did Jesus come to do? Anybody know that? If you break it all down, though, it's this. It's preach, teach, heal the sick, seek and save the lost, and destroy the works of the devil. And that's all the scripture references that match that. He came to preach. He came to teach. He came to heal the sick, seek and save the lost, and destroy the works of the devil. What did Jesus spend his time doing? Those things. What did he tell his disciples to do? There's the scripture references for that. If anybody wants my notes, I can give them to you because I'm not going to turn to every one of them today. He told them to go preach, teach, heal the sick, seek and save the lost, and most of all, destroy the works of the devil. What did they go about doing? Preaching, teaching, healing the sick, seeking and saving the lost, and destroying the works of the devil. What are you supposed to be doing? Same thing. How many of those have you done in the last year? I'm going to really give you a long time frame just to make sure. I'm helping. I was going to say last week, but I said, no, let me not do that. How many times have you preached the gospel in the last year? Pastor, I'm not a preacher. Oh, yeah, you are. Everybody in here is a preacher. And sometimes you use words. Your life preaches. And when you're so caught up in what the world is doing, you're not preaching a good message. You can't be. When you're so caught up in, in doom, gloom, despair, and agony on me, and, and the world's falling apart, you're not preaching a good message because that's a message of destruction, not a message of hope. And if all you're ever doing is telling people how bad it is, you're not encouraging them. Look at your life. Put the mirror up in front of it and see how am I acting every day. Listen, I have turned off most of that stuff. Every now and then I would turn on a little bit of, uh, of news just for a couple minutes and I'd turn it off once I saw the, the thing. And I don't even listen to the talk radio anymore because you know why? It's so polarized. I got this side over here that's right and this side over here. And you know what? Can I tell you? I'm tired of the pastors doing that. I know good men and women of God that are so polarized on this side and this side. We have divided the church because of religion. We have divided the church because of politics. We have divided the church because of racism. You name it, the devil is in the midst of it just stirring like this. And if the church would get back to its original focus, which is reaching the lost, there's no political affiliation with that. 
There's no race tied to that. All men and women might be saved. We've got to be focused on what God has called us to do. And we've got to be about the Father's business because here's what's happened over the last year. We've all been hiding because we were more concerned about us. We were more concerned about what it looks like. We're more concerned about all of those things than what the Father said. Can I tell you one day you're going to stand before the Father and you're going to have to give an, an example, not example, but explanation of what you did? I have to give an account of what I did as a teacher in the house of God and all the things that I've done, but you have to stand there as well. What are you doing with it? Are you doing the same? Let me move on real quick so I don't get stuck right there. Here's something that I thought was just interesting. If we're supposed to really be focusing on the things that Jesus went around doing in the church, why is it that most of the teachings that we see in church are just helping you today be a better person? Shouldn't there be a more broad scope brush of that? Right? If preaching is the primary means by which you are discipled, Shouldn't it be a broad scope of preaching, teaching, healing the sick, saving those that are lost? And it should be teaching on all those things. But our churches are not that. You look at some churches and what do they do? All they're doing is giving you, as somebody told me, the vegetables. The feel-good message. Makes you feel good. That's all it is. But we need some meat, too. We need some meat, the protein that's going to help me be who God wants me to be. And then I need the encouragement, the feel-good part of it as well. But why is it that we don't see that across the board? Because it's not popular. It's not popular. But I want to show you this. Throw that slide up there. How about this? 44% in Matthew, 65% in Mark, 39% in Luke, 30% in John, and 49.7% in Acts. That is the percentage of those books that focus on the supernatural works of Jesus or the supernatural works of the apostles. 49.7% of the book of Acts was about the supernatural works that the apostles and the believers did. Yeah, but that was for the apostles, really. Well, there was a deacon that went out preaching a revival and got stoned to death. It was a deacon that did that, not an apostle. Why is it then that we focus so much on the other stuff that we'll preach? And, and you know what? And I've done it in my life as well as a pastor. I'll spend six months teaching on the Beatitudes and two days teaching on the supernatural. The Beatitudes is important. But we've got to have a more complete picture of the gospel. Why? Because Jesus told them to go and do as I did. And the problem is, is that the world has been so accustomed to preachers just walking around giving great sermons. You know, is, is, in the Assemblies of God, we got a joke. It's, you know, it's a sermon is three points in a poem. That's all it is. Anybody can get up there and share three points in a poem. That's, that's what you do. I'm not used to saying poems, and I don't really like a lot of points. So I, I'm not very effective at that method. Preaching is preaching the whole counsel of God, the whole counsel of God, which is this entire book. 
we need to focus on what God has called us to do and wonder why it's not happening. See, when we get to the place, remember what I, I put in there this morning? Change occurs only when we begin to refuse excuses and take full responsibility and ownership instead of blaming others. Why are supernatural things not happening in your life? Well, God chose not to. Really? He chose it 49% of the time in the book of Acts. He, he was. When we begin to take ownership in our life and say, God, why am I not seeing supernatural things flow through me? Because you told me I would do greater than you. Your word says that, not me, not my opinion, not what the preacher man told me. You said I would do greater works than you. You said you were going to go away and send a comforter, that he can comfort me and guide me, and I would be filled with the same spirit that rose you from the dead. Why is it not happening in me? Why is it not happening around me? Yes, I know God is sovereign and he does it when he wants to, but if it ain't happened in the last year, ask yourself why not. So God's only sovereign in Mike's life, and he wants to do things, but not Mark's life. Really? Guys, we've got to start looking at ourselves, finding out why are we not seeing supernatural? Because you know what the world needs to see right now? Is they need to see the supernatural God. They need to see the supernatural God. I am tired of watching good believers just die away of a virus when I know my God can heal them. And I ask the Lord the same questions. I'm, listen, I'm not asking you what I haven't asked myself. God, why have I not seen people healed when I pray for the virus over them? Why am I not seeing those things? Yes, I've seen things happen. I've seen people healed. I've seen these things, but not to the point that I want to see them where I read in the word of God and I read in the lives of great men and women throughout the history that God was moving in their lives. Change only occurs when we begin to refuse excuses, and I'm tired of excuses. What if it takes more time in prayer in a week than you've been giving? What if it takes turning off the TV a little bit more than you have? Where you, are you willing to pay that price that the world might be saved, that your grandchild might be saved? Your next door neighbor might be saved. Who are we? Are we a church that just comes together and hears a good teaching, gets encouraged, and goes out to the restaurant after church, and we don't think about it until next week? Is that who you are? I don't think so. The world needs to see a supernatural Jesus. Why? Because he is supernatural. The, the world needs to see the supernatural side of the church. And you know, I can stand here and tell you story after story of what I've seen God do supernatural in my own life and, and through our ministry through the years. But I'm, I know we've had them here. But why are we stopped seeing them? Because I think our focus changed from chasing after the supernatural God. Ooh, thank you, Holy Ghost. I think our change, here was our change. We were after, focusing and chasing after the supernatural God. And when COVID came, we started focusing on the God that can just get us through. And Lord just told me that. That's not in my notes. And you know what? I'm just as guilty. And I'm not doing it anymore. No more. I know my God supplies all of my needs. I know he's the God who will carry me through today. But God, what are you going to do for other people? Because you left me here for a purpose. Matthew 10, 7 and 8. Matthew chapter 10, verse 7 and 8. Go, go mark that one in your, book, in your, in your Bible, because I think, I think you need to 
mark it. I think you need to put it on the screen for yourself every day. We got to do something because it's it's not working. And what I remember the definition of insanity was doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And I don't want to see the same results anymore. Matthew chapter 10, 7 and 8, look at it. And as you go preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Not you're going to get saved and one day make it to heaven. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. It is right here, right now. And when we desire something from God that is sitting right there with us, what happens? He is the God that healeth thee. He is the God that supplies all your needs. He is the God that, that takes care of you. Who is he? He's the God that does this. Look at verse 8. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out devils. Freely you have received. Freely give. How do you cleanse a leper? You got to touch him, right? You got to engage with him. You got to engage with them. Maybe I can put some hand sanitizer and back up a little bit. But I got to engage with them. And can I tell you, this is my side note just for y'all that, that haven't been coming long enough to hear me say this. Don't send me an unspoken prayer request because when you do, I don't speak. I, I don't know what to pray for. Well, God knows, yeah, and if you want me to pray about it, you need to tell me too. So I believe in praying about things, not praying for whatever so heal the sick cleanse the lepers raise the dead cast out devils freely you have received freely give give what god has given you but we can't do that when all we're doing is hiding we can't do that when we're divided because you know what happens when when this division that we have right now in in, in this nation but i think it's spreading through the world because i believe the enemy is in the back end and he is just prodding it on prodding it on egging it on when we do see somebody, we have a preconceived notion of who they are, and we put up a wall. And the enemy is already working. And then whatever they tell you goes through that filter, that preconceived notion. It goes through that filter, and it never reaches your heart the way it should. That's why we've got to be praying for each other. That's why we've got to be praying for unity, because the, the Bible teaches us that there is strength in unity. There is power in unity. Jesus was not divided. That's why the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. No matter what people tell you, they are one. They are all God. They are all God. Here's the last scripture I want to I want to put up there for you. John 14, 12. John 14, 12. Verily, verily. You, you know why the King James says that? Hey, 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 pay attention. This is important. That's, that's why. That's what it means, really. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me, the works that I do, shall be he do also. Mm. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. This is Jesus talking. If our computer put things in red, it would be in red. Guys, what is stopping us from, from flowing in the DNA of Jesus? It's us. Do we believe these things? Or have we become so focused 
on the other things that we have lost track of our purpose as a, as a people of God. Not just this church, but a people of God. We have got to be about the Father's business. We've got to finish the Father's business. We've got to finish the Father's business. And when you go home today, I want you to pray, God, show me what my part is in your business. Show me what my part is in your business. What would you have me to do, God? I want to be like Jesus and flow in supernatural things. Yeah, but I can't. Why not? You think only a preacher is the only people that, that can hear from God and go tell somebody that God loves them or, or do something good for somebody or go pray for somebody and they get healed? No. No. Again, going back through history, you see these things that, that one person did something and sparked a fire and then whew, there it went. There it went. Our DNA is what? To be supernatural. But we've got to get out of living in the flesh. Because when we live in the flesh, it's all about me. What can I get, God? Are you going to take care of me? Are you going to watch over me? God, I need this. I need that. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with telling your father that you need things. There's nothing wrong with that. But if that's all we're ever doing, what are we missing? What are we missing? Because listen, I could go around the room and begin to pray for every one of you, and I believe God would give me a word for you. Why? Because I trust him. I trust him. But here's the thing, in reality, just, just the reality of it, most of us in here have already had words, and we ain't done nothing with that either. What's another word going to do right now when we didn't do anything with what we've already been told? Do you want me to, do you, do you want me to share a word with you that, that will validate what you've already been told? You can do that. God said, go and do likewise as I did. God said, go do what I did, but do greater. God said, go prophesy. Oh, by the way, uh, you should desire the best gifts. Desire to prophesy. Well, I'm not a prophet. He didn't say you were. Go and prophesy. The gifts of the Spirit, you need to operate in those. Operate in the words of wisdom, words of knowledge. Operate with understanding. Operate in supernatural gifts, supernatural faith. Operate in healing. You see, these are all things the Word of God has already told you you should be doing. But a lot of times we want a word, and then we want a door to open right there that just releases us into it. But can I tell you that a lot of times you got to get up and do something with it? Who are you? What's your DNA? And if all you say is, I'm a sinner saved by grace, you're missing it. Because you were a sinner saved by grace. And hopefully you've done moved past that. Because God has called you to be a mighty man or woman of God. And he wants to use you in this hour. Can I tell you that, that Deborah wasn't born 200 years ago because God didn't need her there. He needs her today. The giftings and talents he put on Deborah are for today. Today. Same thing with Tootie. Today. Today. God needs you today, not yesterday. What is our DNA? Remember our vision statement? 
to reach people with a life-giving message of Jesus Christ that they might become fully devoted followers. That's who we are as a church, but who are you as an individual, as the church, as a believer in Jesus Christ? Today, I want to pray over us, and I want to pray one thing, that you would get this revelation of who you are in Christ, and that you would rise up and begin to use it. You would rise up and begin to use it. You know, it took me a little bit of time when I became the, the, the manager of a company to, to realize that I was the guy in charge and I needed to act like it a little bit more because I'm always the guy that wants to get down into trenches and do the work. I had to start operating by whom the title that I had was. And you know what? I think a lot of us need the same thing. So I want to pray over us today. If you don't have anything soft, just put it real soft in the back. I want to pray over you today. But listen to me. I, I want you to, to, to make it your mind up right now that I want to be like Jesus. I want to do what Jesus did. And if you are already saying, I can't, look what the enemy's doing. He's defeating you already. You can. You don't have to go through Bible college. Because, you know, I was reading a, a blog article last night. I don't know when it was written. It didn't have a date on it. But the writer of that article said this, that he spoke to a gentleman when they graduated Bible college, four-year degree in religion. And he asked them how much time they spent teaching on the supernatural works of Jesus. Well, we didn't have any of those classes. Well, what do you mean? We didn't have any of those classes. They taught us about understanding how the Bible was written and all these different things. And, and where's that? We're supernatural beings, and we need to operate supernaturally. And we need a desire that Jesus would flow through us supernaturally. Why? Because God wants to use you today. This world needs you. Because like I, I keep paying, saying this and saying this and saying this, there are people you're going to come across that I will never pass. And if you're waiting for me to go preach the gospel to them, they may die first. Share the love of Christ with everyone that you meet. And sometimes use words. But you got to speak eventually. See, I can't stop there because then they'll just, oh, Pastor, I don't have to talk. No. So let me pray for you today. Father, I thank you for the people that are here today and those that are going to tune in online, Father, that need this word today, that our DNA is an exact duplicate of Jesus Christ, that the blood of Jesus has washed over us and cleansed us and forgiven us of our sins and through his forgiveness and through his spirit, and through he sets at the right hand of you right now, the Father, we can be like Jesus. And according to your word, we should go preaching and teaching and healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out demons, and destroying the works of the enemy. And Lord, I pray right now that every person, again, that is here and that is hearing me online, that their spirit would begin to leap right now, God. I release this supernatural encouragement into their spirit right now. Right now in the name of Jesus. You can be used by God. You are not too old. And you have not been cast away. Jesus. God wants you to just open your mouth and release. Out of your belly is 
will flow rivers of living water. God, I release that word over them. Release it in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Just listen to the Lord for a minute. Come on, just don't be so eager to rush away. Thank you for those right now that that are hearing this word today as is, is, is seemingly simple as this is today. And it is reminding them once again in the spirit of what you have already told them. And I rebuke the hindrances and the word curses that have come against them, stopping them from getting up and doing what you have called them to do. I thank you, Father, that you are raising them up now releasing them into the kingdom work. In Jesus' name. Listen, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I, I want to pray with you this morning. Slide your hand up so I can pray with you. I want to pray with you. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to pray with you this morning. Amen. Maybe there's some online. Just contact me through the, the website newlifeag.church. Just go fill that out. I want to I want to help you. I want to get you connected to a church and send you send you a gift as well. Guys, look at me. If we all believe the hour is becoming closer and closer to the end, shouldn't we feel that much more that we should be out doing the work? Listen, I get as busy as anybody. And a lot of times, it's just worthless stuff, in my opinion. And I'm slowly working more and more on chiseling it away. And I want to fill it up with more and more of Jesus stuff. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the radio seven days a week. And you know what? I want to be on more radio stations. And our, our church services are played five to seven times a day, depending. And I think we need to play on more. I can take care of that part because I know how. But I need you guys to be at work in our community. Can I tell you and encourage you this way? That I'm out in the community just about every day encouraging people. And I get text messages from people that don't go to church. Why is the Holy Ghost messing with me? How do you know anything about the Holy Ghost? That's my question. Why? Because I'm just loving on people. Encouraging people. Oh, and by the way, Jesus is going to come up in the conversation even if I'm talking about a 12 millimeter wrench just because that's who I am. We're still praying that Jesus will find all the 10 millimeter sockets, but only guys will understand that one. So <laughs> listen, I love you. And that's why I'm going to continue to preach what God has given me. And we're going to continue to reach our community because people are dying. And God forbid somebody dies that we could have shared the gospel with. Somebody would die that we could have told the good news of Jesus. 
y'all can, y'all can, we're going to sign off on the thing. I just want to tell y'all one quick story for anybody that doesn't know this to encourage you.